I could roar again, but I feel like last time we did that, it was kind of bad. We lost a lot of listeners. <laughs> we did. Many people died to bring us that information. Probably. Bothans. But, but there's a new cat in town. My jokes keep getting worse and worse. <laughs> Mountain Lion. Mountain Lion. So we just barely missed the announcement when, after recording the show last week, so we figured we'd catch up this week. Uh, for those of you who don't know by now, I don't know. Wait a minute. We podcast. haven't even started the show, and you're just jumping into it. All right. You're just jumping in. I mean, you're like, you're like, you're like that anxious diver who wants to get the 10 in the Olympics. It's I'm not going to so work. I'm so excited. Yeah, well, calm yourself. Check All yourself. Right. Well, did you get your computer back? We'll start there. What do you mean? I oh. think your MacBook Air was back last time we recorded. Really? Oh, no, it's back. It's uh, it's all good in the hood. Yeah. <laughs> Literally under the hood. It's yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. In, in the hood, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, well, they replaced the entire bottom. Nice. They just, it like, completely, they were like, we did a lot of stuff, because it was some, like, Spanish guy. <laughs> told, he's like, no, we did a lot of stuff to your Mac. I said, oh, really? What'd you do? He's like, well, we just replaced everything. The only thing we kept was the screen. And I was like, really? I'd like a new screen. Yeah. Well, and then, okay, so, uh, Whoa, listeners, well, well, just, just, I want to point this out. Oh, and I've put it in the case all nice. Usually I just slip it in here, but listeners can't see this, but oh, Chris can describe. No, no, I had to rip it off. So what do you see right there? Oh, did they do that? I don't know. I don't know. I can't decide if it was my fault or their fault. But I, for those of you who can't see what I just showed, I there is a small little divot dentish thing. It's not thing. enough to where I would not be able to use it. Are you serious? I'm a crazy, like, dent freak. Yeah, I noticed it only two days after. But apparently there's this little dip thingy that I don't know where it came from. If it went through the factory line and it got bent, it doesn't surprise me. I feel like I'm more careful than that, but then again, I don't really notice things like that unless they come back from repairs and I'm right. looking at it so closely. You know what I mean? Like the first thing I did is I booted up and looked for a dead pixel, but Just then to when they sure. told me that it, well, they didn't replace my screen, I was like, "Oh, okay, that's good," because I kind of liked my screen actually. Right. Anyway, <laughs> so yeah, that's the saga of the MacBook Air. It's good. It's ready to go. I I tried to get a 256 gig in there, of like. By quote unquote accident, but that didn't work. They're too smart for that. So don't try and fool Apple. They know. They know Did everything. Did you like tell the guy that it had a two fifty? Yeah. Did you really? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I think it's got the top thing in there. And then I was like, No, it doesn't. But whatever. I'm surprised he wasn't like, No, it doesn't. <laughs> oh, they didn't even boot it up. Well, because it was dead, right? Oh, right. It's right. totally fried. Right. Yeah. For yeah. those of you who don't know, the, there was a big coffee spill on my MacBook Air, and yeah, it was a sad day, but. Um, all it's well. fixed. Yeah, it's all good. That's all that matters. $755 later. It's fixed. Yeah. Better than paying for a new one. Well, now you've got something that'll run. OS X 10.8. Ah. Can I say it now? <laughs> no, because we didn't start to start. This is weekly download. <laughs> episode number 30. It's a big number. I feel That's like I have true. to say it. Yeah. It's a round number. 30. 30 episodes. There's a lot of people in my office who turned 30 years old this year. I hope they're not listening because they probably don't want to be called out on the fact that I'll turn 30. Really? Yeah. 30 is like, you know, one of those things that you get there and, and then then you're just looking down at yourself and going, man, I'm old. I don't know the feeling, but I'm sure I'll get there eventually. Well, me neither, but I'm just saying, that's what I hear. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway. All right. It's episode number 30, and okay, go ahead, Chris. All right, all right. So, OSX, uh, last week, out of nowhere, 
it seems. Uh, Apple posted to their website that they have 10.8 Mountain Lion coming out. I've heard a lot of complaints that apparently this is the same as a Puma. Like, they're literally, like, the same cat. It doesn't really look like a mountain lion. Well, I mean, if you actually see a picture of a mountain lion and look at the logo, it's completely different. I I don't know. But not a whole lot of changes. I mean, a few changes. More iOSification of do not throw your candy wrapper trash into the new candy bin. Okay, he took it back out. We can go back on. We can keep going with the show now. We see more iOSification of OS X. Uh, iMessages finally has come to the Mac. Jim Dalrymple and I got in a heated tiff about that i don't know uh, if you I saw our twitter thing. I, I didn't no but basically he was he made a post about a few hours after the embargo which was at eight thirty-one eastern time that's what apple said to the journalists who happened to get the developer preview a week before they announced so they it. could post it the embargo was listed at eight thirty-one. A few hours later, a lot of reaction from people who aren't pundits, people who are like ourselves, and people who are like the people who got right. the developer preview. And um, there was a lot of, there's a lot of discussion about why one person got one or another, and that's a whole different show, a different topic. You can listen to a lot of other podcasts about that, or you can just read John Gruber's post. But Jim Dalrymple basically says, anybody who says that the Mac OS is becoming more like the iOS is full of, you know. Right. And I'm just like, well, how can you deny that in some ways? I mean, there's Even this like sort of... They say on their website. There are, well, what they say on their website, I looked because I wanted to check. And on the, what they say is that it's inspired by iPad. It's not inspired by iPhone or iOS or anything. It's inspired by iPad specifically. Nowhere else. It doesn't huh. say iOS anywhere else. So then I started thinking, okay... Maybe he's got a point, but what is iPad really when iPad was inspired by the iPod Touch, right. inspired by multi-touch, inspired by iOS inspired success? Inspired by iPhone, yeah. So I think there's a inductive line of reasoning there that you could say that the Mac Mountain Lion is an insp- inspiration, took inspiration from, from iOS. iOS. And when you say take inspiration from, that means to say that going to look a lot like it and i don't know if the user experience is going to be a lot like uh, it's pretty close i mean well when i use my macbook Air, the one-to-one mapping of where my fingers are the gestures on the trackpad are just like that of the ipad right you pinch it pinches a picture you pinch on the ipad screen it pinches the picture or whatever you're whatever pinching. you're doing so, and the same thing goes with a lot of other gestures. So, in Mountain Lion, they've taken that a step further and not only included all the multi gestures that were in Lion, but have now created basically new apps from the ground up, including Reminders, and the Notification Center is back is in there now, and I guess a couple other things, the, the Notes app. Right. And all of that is basically around this, um, around what it looks like on the iPad. But yet, Jim says, nope. It's not what it is. It's completely different. And I'm, and I'm just like, you know, I think there's a gray area there. I think it's true that, yes, it is a, you can, it's an operating system that will stand on its own. But when people look at it, and if you know anything about iOS, you're going to say, oh, I recognize <laughs> yeah, I that. And that plays to Apple's advantage. Right. Uh, yeah. There's nothing, I'm not being critical when I say the iOSification of OS X. Like, right. It's just, it it's is. Just, that's what it is. I mean, if you have cards, you might as well play them. 
if you have been doing really well at the space and selling millions of iPads, you're the biggest be- biggest tablet, there must be something right. Right. So why not emulate it? So that's what they've kind of done with some of the apps with Mountain Lion. A few of the other features um, worth noting, Gatekeeper, right? this sort of uh, sign in, signing of digital signing of apps so that they are appropriate for use. It just makes it more of a secure operating system. Right, so Apple can quickly like, revoke a certificate if they find a problem. And like, a malware. the big, big thing is iCloud. Yeah, document syncing, which I th- I'm pretty excited about. Yeah, I think that they've done a good job understanding, yeah, yes, APIs need to be released for various software, including like Office now could potentially support a lot of the resume features and stuff. But um, the iCloud thing in particular, you know, you sign in with your iCloud account now. It's yes. kind of like it's kind of like having a Google notebook. Right. Where you sign into your Gmail account or your Google account and all of all your, your stuff right there. there. The same thing is happening. I think they took a page from that or whatever. Because as it turns out, most of your MacBook Air requires your iCloud account to do... To do all the documents. To do due diligence on a Lion OS anyway. Right. You need you need your iCloud account to get your mail all synced up. Your And now they've got Twitter integration now, which is another big thing we can talk about. Um, there's, of course, the... App Store apps that you've downloaded, so on and so forth. So there's a lot of deep iCloud integration that just makes sense for you to have an iCloud account. But man, I mean, doesn't that just bring that service even more to the forefront? Oh, absolutely, it does. If you don't have an iCloud account, essentially you're not going you're gonna to be a 10.8 like, yeah. user, which is a big statement, I guess, for people who are somewhat weary of having their information in the cloud. Right. But, I mean, I mean, there's really no... I wouldn't say there's no reason to update, but essentially there's no reason to update if not. like. Well, if, you're, if you don't care about privacy and you don't care about your stuff being stored somewhere else, then, okay. Then go for it. Then go for it. But, I mean, it's a, it's a big step for some people who are new to... the Like, there are still a lot of people who are new to this sort of everything is everywhere concept i mean the cloud is not an is not an old old thing but the usage of the cloud and the prevalence in what we do every day is becoming more and more it is is more and more prevalent i mean not speaking as eloquently as i should be but basically is that i can't live without the iCloud i mean i can't live without everything synced across all my devices if it wasn't that way I would be like lost. <laughs> like if I make a calendar event on my phone and it's not on my Mac or when I take a, I've been using photo stream a lot more. Mm-hmm. Like when I take a picture of something on my iPhone, I expect it to be to in be my iPhoto library. And that's almost ridiculous to have said that statement a year ago. But once you get there, you don't want to go back. So, and yeah. So the thing is though, what about other people, you know, who, are not are, are because the Mac environment is continually you know entering the market space as one of the leaders in you know OSs. I mean it's been right. there with Microsoft, but as Microsoft starts to change their ecosystem and change their perspective and what they're going to do, the Mac has an opportunity to capitalize on that change because they're accelerating in the direction that they have, have been going. Done well at, yeah. Right. So it'll be interesting to see how they garner new people right. into the space. The other thing worth noting is the Twitter integration. Yeah, I, I saw your tweet the other like when it first uh, it was a bold move, and I kind of agree with that. Like you're putting a lot of stake in one particular. And obviously, sort of the question that's been floating around is where's Facebook? Where are all the other? 
Right. Why not services. just make it a social media integration, not just one particular Twitter? Right. And I don't know um, because I think I think Facebook and Microsoft are really sort of making their marriage more locked in place as Apple tends to shift away. I think it all started with iTunes ping. Mm-hmm. And when that relationship fell away and they wouldn't allow liking of songs linked directly and they and you know Facebook ultimately with, with Spotify and you know the rest of the history right. I think since that time you know Apple hasn't even looked back they've just said well we've got Forget Twitter yeah. and we have good relations with them and we think that Twitter makes more sense for our platform so we're going to build it all the way in. They're going to go all in with it. And Apple snubbing other companies isn't all that unusual. As no. Cool even posted later in the week about the New York Times. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. So what do you think? Are you going to get it? Or are you gonna yeah, I, I have a preview that I haven't installed yet. Um, did you activate your Mac account again? I, I did, yes. Throw some money over there? Uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. I'll, I'll install it at some point. I just need to partition my Mac Mini mm-hmm. to because uh, I don't really want to run it as a primary OS. Mm, you're still kinda, not at that point yeah, yet. It's kind of dangerous, I think. So most people say it's a pretty stable OS. Yeah, I, I saw that. Yeah. But we'll so. see. Hopefully by next week I'll have actually installed it and gotten around to it. What, so is there a release? They just said summer, right? Right. I think I think people are saying late summer. I don't think it says that on the website. I think it just says summer, but it's probably to be expected that it'll be late summer. Yeah. You know, the tricky thing is is if you are if you're waiting on that OS, then, you know, you're you're probably going to wait to buy a computer. But if you wait to buy a computer, I guess the back to school special will be happening during the around May, <laughs> June is usually when it starts up. Yeah, mid May, early June. After after WWDC. I think it's usually before that. Really? Yeah. yeah. So, kids, if you're waiting on buying your MacBook and you want to wait for the whole experience, you can wait for Mountain Lion to come out. But probably will come out in July, is my July, guess. July, August, early or August. Or WWDC. I think maybe it makes sense that they would say, okay, guys, a WWDC usually falls around June. the Early June. Early June. And then 15. they'll say usually, okay, we're going to release Lion in the App Store in... So many days. Two weeks. Yeah. Probably. So get developing. So yeah. well, they've already you know well finished finished developing. Finish whatever you're yeah, doing. Finish wrap it up. And the other thing is finish sandboxing your apps. Right, they've pushed that back. So to J- June the sixth for something. So like that. see that makes sense. It's right. all kind of lining up around this time. So if you're waiting on a new machine, then you probably should wait for WWDC. That will probably have Mountain Lion in it. It'll have you know the new app sort of rules will right. be in place and yeah, so. Anyway, okay. Right. Well, that's Mountain Lion. Interesting stuff. Okay, you brought up this point about the New York, New York Times, Times getting snubbed. Um, so there's been a lot of talk about this, but basically after the New York Times is started its I Economy series, which is basically an investigation into Apple's recent uh, um, supply chain sort of uh, they've been doing some weird things with their supply chain. They've been doing a lot of investigating, a lot of focusing because of all this press that came from the New York Times, which was basically, hey, guys, have you been looking at what Apple's been doing in Shenzhen? Right. They've been snubbing a bunch of workers and treating them unfairly, and oh, my gosh, you should take a look. Well, since that time, and there's plenty of history to be said about that, and we've talked about we've that talked a, about a few times issues. on the show, Um 
there was a report from the Washington Post that basically said, well, when Apple released its 10.8 developer preview, guess who wasn't on the list? The New York Times. But, but... It's it's but it, to say that that is true is quite false because there are New York Times reporters who have gotten early access to the uh, the the developer preview and as a premier sort of you know article producing you know newspaper right they seem to get I'm so lost to words I tell you what today's just not a good day I don't know maybe my head's not here or something. But anyway, New York Times, great publication, produces a lot of technology work, so obviously they probably should get the developer preview. So for Washington Post to say they got snubbed is more like a sort of competitive move by saying, hey, New York Times, come read us. That's what I think the bottom line of that whole sort of spiel was. Okay, so another thing that came up right before the podcast was posted was this crazy chart from um, a Simcoe. If you've never read a Simcoe, by the way, by Horace Dead You, I think is his name. There. Go over there, you'll be smarter. <laughs> just just read through all the charts and understand how much thought this guy puts into analyzing not just Apple but the phone industry, the TV industry, just technology as as a whole. I think he looked at like TV series premiere history and like how that relates to Nielsen ratings. And it's just a fascinating website. And I think he's holding a conference pretty soon. But anyway, he decided, okay, well, let me look at the amount of iOS devices released in 2011 because Tim Cook said that number. And then let me look at all the Macs sold in 28 years. The Macs history. It's more than that. Like there are more iOS devices sold in 2011, last year, than, there were. than the entire Macintosh history. And that's that's crazy. So it makes some sense, obviously, that they're going to want to build that in. Right into the OS and sort of get everyone on a uniform If you platform. know what you're good at, why not? So that that chart is pretty much like if, if somebody were to ask Apple, why are you doing this? They should just pretty much show that chart. Be yeah. like, here's why. You know, we've been doing it that way for forever, but we're not afraid of big change when we see it. So we might as well build it in. Contrast that, of course, with Microsoft's point of view, which is we need to stick to our, you know, laurels because we've got a lot of business, a lot of enterprise. Right. You know, we've got a 70% market share. We we've really need to talk to them. Yeah. So we'll see which one works. Speaking of Microsoft. Microsoft yeah. It looks like it may be actually back on. Not really. Sh- um, oh, again? An, yeah, it's oh, been updated times three over at Mac Rumors. What? Um, the Office. Um, looks no, like Office so for now. What did they yeah, say? Office for iPad. There was a rumor that came out earlier Tuesday, saying, "Hey, supposedly this is in the final stages of development." Then Microsoft came in and made a statement saying, "No, that's not true. Like we're not going to say anything, and that that image isn't ours." And now there's another thing saying that. Uh, the person who originally leaked it says that the conf- that the project is indeed real. Oh. So, wow. I guess this is one of those we'll have to see what happens, but it's certainly an interesting story. And I mean, It didn't really look like a doctored image right. if you look at it. I mean, it looks like something Microsoft would easily come out with. Like, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, why not? Why wouldn't you have Office on the biggest PC platform in some ways? Right. If you count the iPad as a PC, it's, it's a I mean, huge opportunity. Absolutely, it is. Anyway. So we'll see. I think it's probably real. I think it's probably coming. Do you still use your iPad? Awesome. 
Not a lot. You've been carrying your MacBook Air more. I, I like it. Uh, I'm considering uh, getting rid of it. Yeah, yeah, you're going to get rid of it. Maybe. I told you. I'm waiting for iPad 3. I want to know what's going to... Nothing? It's probably... I mean, yeah, I shouldn't say... I, I, want, I don't know what... I want to know what the features are. I guess we do... Run the, the iPad technology. 3 <laughs> has really just... I, I think we said, talked about this already, but worth mentioning again. It's going to be so underwhelming of a launch. Right. Well, Retina display will be kind of interesting. Well, it's going to be interesting to see in person, but to hear about it, it's like, oh, whoop-de-doo. Um, true. I see what you're saying. Speaking of tablets, this is just going so well. It is. We we're just like, like linking, yeah. Oh, my gosh. We can't talk today, but we're linking with her. Like, the transitions yeah. are flawless. They are. So, Barnes & Noble launching a $199 Nook tablet today. Eight gigs of uh, storage space. They dropped the RAM a little bit. Uh, those were some of the complaints. But as you mentioned, it may not be much of an issue given the low demand for resources in these particular tablets. Yeah, I mean, if you get a book and you, if all you're doing is reading a book, you're it's fine. Not make a bit of a difference. But given that Barnes and Nobles was Barnes and Noble, everyone says Barnes and Nobles, you know. Yeah. I think it's. I think that's just. That's not a mistake. That's not me misspeaking. That's actually that's everyone, the yeah. way. BNBN. Given the way BNBN has always wanted to, could you know, rival Amazon, it makes some sense that they would want to, you know, match specs at least. Because if that device is supposed to be playing games and you're supposed to be watching movies, then why wouldn't you have that much RAM? I mean, the thing about that is, is basically they don't have the supply chain to figure that one out. Right. Barnes and Nobles is a is a publishing company and also a bookstore. They have never been anything more than that until just recently when they've tried to, you know, enter the tablet space just because everyone else is doing it. So it's it's interesting as to why we see this sort of subpar production. And I'm not really sure if it's going to mean anything in terms of this, the, the competition that Barnes & Nobles has to provide. I mean... Amazon Kindle is selling like hotcakes. That Kindle Fire, I've seen it more and more everywhere. Yeah, I've been seeing it a lot of places. And for good reasons. I mean, they have one of the best ecosystems. They have so many cloud services available. And it's all through one account. See, Barnes & Nobles has not... They do not have that ecosystem. And it goes back to what I've said, you know, numerous times before, that the best platforms are going to win. It's not going to be the best device. It's going to be what integrates everything. And with the iOS platform linking to your iTunes account, which links to your Mac App Store, which links to now your MacBook Air, supposedly, it's a no-brainer to, you know... And that's the best way to keep customers, too. If you're a customer of uh, of an Apple device and you're thinking you know you want your next computer, then you're you may Probably go towards say, Apple yeah, good... because it makes a fit. It's like a puzzle piece that was just missing, and then you just plug it in, and then hopefully the Apple TV is just that other puzzle piece. It's like, oh yeah, I do want that device. And the other thing I don't think we see a, enough about lately is that once like once you're in, you're probably going to be in for a while with a lot of these ones that are really tightly integrated. In the sense that you buy a ton of apps, you buy this, you buy that. Why are you going to immediately want to switch platforms and go somewhere else? Exactly why the Windows Phone kind of scares me. Because because I've spent so much money on the iPad. Even when I had an iPad, I spent, I don't know, probably... Fifty to a hundred dollars on apps for that thing because they're more expensive because right. it's a bigger screen. That makes sense, right? <laughs> so anyway, 
I bought a bunch of things for that. I've got my iPhone, which of course I I just bought a a game. No, it was free. The Judge Dredd versus Zombies game. Great, that was free for a day. Game. That's all I have to say. No. Well, <laughs> anyway, that I I downloaded it because it was free. But there's most of the time when I want a good app, gonna I'm going to pay for it. And that adds up. Even the 99 cent apps, you know, right. it's just so lucrative. It's like, yeah, it's only a dollar. Awesome. But then you end up spending yeah, like $50. Yeah, 50. It's so now to leave that platform entirely and go to the Windows phone is like, oh, God, here we go again. That, that's, that's exactly why I think that, like, if you're not in at the beginning, it's going to be tough to, to penetrate that. Mm-hmm. Uh, interestingly, I just wanted to say that uh, the BN.com and the Nook business made a combined loss of $94 million this quarter. Well, Yeah. Sad. And they hold about thirty percent of the overall e-reader market. So I mean, and 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 they're you know going to cut prices on their devices because their devices are the only thing that's going to hold them up water. Right. Whereas Amazon deliberately subsidized the price of their Kindle Fire because they, because knew, they, they were knew, knew they're going to get content coming in. I mean, look at that. That just goes to show how confident you are in your business model versus Barnes and Nobles, who's like, or your Apple, well, who doesn't subsidize the device and still makes and still money. makes money. <laughs> But, you know, that's what you get for being an incumbent and, right. you know, having those, having that ecosystem from the start. Right. And finally. Well, another tablet, yeah. Trailing in, oh. kind of like limping in, Playbook OS receives its second update. It's big 2.0, 2.0. release. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Mind-blowing. It's got native email. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's thrilling. I'm sure all Playbook OS people are just super excited. All six of them. But what should be more exciting to you is that if you spent enormous amounts of money on that playbook somehow, you'll be pleased to know that it's dropped to one ninety nine, and hey, it's for sale. The playbook that you have, that paper rate that you have, is now worth less. I, I don't even know anything what to, say. to say about <laughs> it. No, no. I think I love the best part about that story is that I saw it on the Verge. Right. I, I was think. gonna say the Verge actually has a pretty decent write up right now. Maybe we'll link. No, to but it. this is this this is just classic. Yeah, this, I mean that picture right there. If you go to the Verge, you know I'm sure it'll be there tomorrow. Look at this. It's just that is just like man. It's got their CEO sort of looking down and clear shame at this point. Yeah, I. There's nothing left to say about research in motion, or as the Verge says, research no well, motion. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. Well, I think there's a there's something to be said about this loss of an empire. Right. How do you do that? I think it's basically, and you know what, the parable of this story is what Microsoft is about to encounter. I'm going to I'm going out on a limb here, and I and I, but well, what they would have encountered that is if they did not revamp their Start mobile strategy, Metro and sort of because prior to that push in in the new direction, they were looking at a lot of the same old same old, sitting in their laurels, going, okay, we're good, we can do this, no problem. Keyboards are great, and in Rim's defense and Microsoft's defense, it's really easy to do that when you're seeing numbers that are like insane for a while you're like man you know it'll it'll be fine it'll be fine but it's not it's over but this is a really interesting article i actually just read this a few minutes before we started recording this podcast i'll probably just go ahead and throw a link up so readers can read it yeah totally it's interesting to see sort of how rim came to be goes all the way back to their early days you know the verges man they they do their homework they do they're on their top notch i mean they get paid to do their homework so (laughs) yeah you're not gonna see that from me sorry (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess we'll we'll wrap. You come up your weekly download, you're gonna get mediocrity. 
Just so you know. Yeah, it's all right. So you know, people mediocrity. Love people love it. People love it. Yeah. Thanks for listening. All right. Number 30. Thanks for listening for all the other yeah. 29 and 30 episodes. You want to just end it now, too? What's oh your hurry? Gosh, What's I your hurry? You start <laughs> the podcast and you're like, oh, let's start. Yeah, okay, so not mine. And you're just like, okay, let's leave. You're excited for what? Where are you going? No, I was excited to start the podcast. I now you're excited to leave. Fine, leave. All right, all right. Just leave. Well, we'll see you next week. Yeah.